This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. Welcome to Samutsari, Conversations with Mimi, a weekly podcast by Dinosocial, also a member of the Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Samutsari is where we can show that ordinary people do extraordinary things. Tune in to be entertained and to learn something new with your host, Mimi Lorilla. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Samutsari, the podcast show of Mimi Laurelia. I am your host, Mimi, and today we have another international guest. And uh, as you will see, my location is different. So this is kind of like a live but recorded um, on location kind of podcast um, because we have an international guest and there are uh, internet issues at home. So I decided to interview him while I'm in my car. <laughs> So, uh, I would like to um, let you guys know that Samutsari is a program, is a podcast where we feature guests who talk about their passion, their talents, their profession, so that we can inspire you uh, to do also good things uh, in, in your life. And here at Samutsari, we make sure that we feature stories where ordinary people do extraordinary things. And today is no different. I am in the presence of a holy person. <laughs> Um, and I'm very proud of him because he's one of the very few Filipinos who were, um, you know, who studied and, and got ordained in, in New Zealand. And now he's a full-fledged parish priest of St. Joseph's in Levin um, in the North Island. So, kasama pa naman yung Levin sa Wellington region, Father. Ano? So, I'd like to welcome you. Father Dennis Nakorda, say hi to my listeners and viewers of Samutsari Conversations with Mimi podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, and thank you for listening to this podcast of Ate Mimi. Uh, this is my first time to be interviewed, actually. So hopefully I can help you or encourage you with whatever we will be talking tonight. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Father. I'm pretty sure that's why I only get the experts in my show. Next, naman, because I know that this is not about me asking you questions. Pero our end goal here is to really educate and inform our viewers and our listeners about a lot of different things that are happening around us. So, Father, just to let you know that last year, season one, I interviewed a smorgasbord of um, people all over the world. Then. But this year, uh, season two of Samutsari podcast showcase um, the online world. So I'm talking to freelancers, I'm talking to online business owners, I'm talking to uh, virtual assistants. 
or anybody has a component of their life in an online world because as we all know one year on after the pandemic uh, naka-online pa rin tayo parang hindi pa rin fully going back to the new normal whatever the new normal is and i'm pretty sure na i'm 100% sure now one of the ways by which we coped during the pandemic last year was through our faith or whatever it is whether it's christianity or whether people are practicing a, a, another religious belief um i really want this episode to focus on your life as a priest your life doing online masses your parish and i'm one of those who regularly followed you on youtube last year every time you put your online mass out um nanonood talaga ako i i followed your youtube channel so Father, can you please, before we talk about online masses, uh, para makilala ka pa ng audience natin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Paano kayo napadpad sa New Zealand? How you decided to become a priest? Just to get to know Father Dennis a little bit. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> um, before I entered the seminary, I used to be a vet in the Philippines. And I worked for three years Uh I used to work in Manila, but I didn't last long in Manila because uh, I think the lifestyle in Manila was just too hard for me. So mm-hmm. I decided to go back to Bohol. That's where I came from, Bohol. And so I worked there in the government for two to three years. And then when I made the decision to enter the seminary, I went to to uh, Tagaytay. Mm-hmm. And then in Tagaytay, And then in Tagaytay, I finished AB Theology and then I was sent to Japan for a pastoral exposure. And then eventually I ended up in New Zealand and in New Zealand for good. So here in New Zealand, I studied uh, again in Auckland, the Good Shepherd College. And then I was ordained deacon while studying and then sent to Apohat and that's where I met you. Yeah. And yeah, that was my first appointment in the Yeah. Yeah, yeah. from then on, uh, I worked in different parishes. I was in Kapiti, then to Newtown in and then I was the hospital chaplain for a year. And then when they started amalgamating churches, I was in Wellington South and eventually last year I was sent to study Terio Maori in Otaki for a year. So now uh, they asked me to look after St. Joseph Church in Levin. So yeah. I'm now the parish priest of St. Joseph Levin. Wow. Congrats, Father. Um, can you give us a little bit of a flavor? Ano po ang composition or demographics ng inyong parishioners in Levin? And um, how is the community like? Are they active like what we had in Upper Hutt or... Uh, what sort of things are you uh, innovating, instituting in your parish? It is actually very much like the other parishes. Uh, it is uh, very much multicultural. Uh, uh, but it's just like outside the city setting. It's just a rural parish but with uh, multicultural parishioners. Uh, we have uh, many Samoans. Tongans, Kiribats from from the Pacifics, and then Indian and Filipinos from Asia, and then we have a, a Maori community as well. 
and then the rest uh the western westerners yeah. yeah so it's a pretty mixed community and it's actually uh it's a growing community uh i can see a lot of children and we've got a school as well St. Joseph school and yes and it's pretty i would say very much alive so to say because mm. it's not it's a reflection of when you look at the people in the mass it's you can see the reflection of every age represented in the mass mm. yeah. yeah so yeah i'm very happy with that yeah <clears throat> Because you are also relatively young father compared to the other priests in New Zealand, you bring that certain younger vibe. Um, so you, every everything is fresh, um, fresh perspective. And if you have a very supportive multicultural community, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of exciting things that are happening in your parish. Ngayon, father, as we all know, last year. When COVID hit us, obviously New Zealand is one of those countries that first instituted a full mm. lockdown. No, talagang super strict ang New Zealand. I was also following New Zealand in the news, and uh, mm. no wonder there's so much success in terms of uh, the government's program to really put the COVID numbers down. And uh, because of New Zealand's um, you know isolation <laughs> from a lot of other countries hindi ma- hindi naging mahirap na i-shut down yung borders ninyo and at the same time yun ngang um uh, implementation ng covid program uh, marami talagang percentage there's a huge or high percentage of people that really followed everything to a T konti lang siguro ang mga naysayers everybody was fully on board so That's the main or general or socio-political aspects of the vaccine. Now, I want a vaccine, Father, the COVID. Wala pang vaccine nung last year. So, I want to talk about the life of a parish during lockdown and the life of a parish during COVID that you had to transition uh, to move online. Paano po yung naging process? How was that process for you? Uh, did the um, archdiocese or somebody higher than the parish priest order all the churches to shut down also mm-hmm. and start going online? Um, give us your, the mm. the scenario in New Zealand at that time, Father. Uh, I think when uh, Jacinda declared uh, lockdown, um, the we were told to shut our churches up actually. So no one was allowed to get in, and so, and so for a few days we were kind of, so to say, having a bit of break, <laughs> enjoying that lockdown. But uh, we realized that oh, our ministry doesn't stop there. Yes. We realized that we need to do something and be innovative or creative in our ways of ministering to people, and so, and so we decided to have. I mean, Father Raymond and I was uh, during together at that time. We decided to have an online mass, and then we tried to look at our technologies, and 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 we were a bit uh, taken aback that our technology were not good enough to mm-hmm. have a, a live stream mass, and so we decided we we tried to look at using cell phone instead, and cell phone was very helpful actually, yeah, a tiny tiny thing, but it's really powerful and a good tool for evangelization too, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, we decided to have masses masses recorded earlier and then put 
and upload it in YouTube and then we share it to every parishioners in the parish. And I, I think that was effective because people were always looking at the internet for uh, to how to connect to the church. And so we started to create a, a Facebook page for the parish aside from the YouTube page that we that I have. And so and then people started asking masses every day online. And so we realized that yes, uh, people are actually seeking ways to be to celebrate mass even if it's just a virtual mass for them because they're not there in in person mm-hmm. but I, I, actually they were looking for that opportunity to attend mass even if it's online so and they were wondering if they were also happy that they can have it in local setting rather than going in the internet and look for masses from the US or somewhere that's right but they wanted local yeah so we're able to to do that and yeah and in those luck in those time times as well when uh when we were in lockdown uh because I'm the youngest of the two of us I was the youngest <laughs> so I was the one that actually able to roam around and check on people and so yeah so I was I had this permit permit to be able to see people around and help them in their groceries or whatever so yeah so yeah we became busy because we have to ring everyone if they are doing all right uh in the mental in their mental health as well being isolated mm. and yes uh it made us still busy uh but yeah the internet had really helped us a lot in that sense yeah. mm-hmm. father i didn't realize that you were only using your phone because my husband and i every time we watch you we thought you had a proper video camera attached to YouTube or your computer so that you can stream it. Actually, what you just said right now is you're just recording it and then you're uploading it. We Because we yeah. thought you're doing a live and then obviously after the live, it's automatically recorded. So you spend maybe a, a dedicated time during the day just for the recording. Is that how yeah. you do it? And then you upload it at a certain time of the day. Yeah, yeah. we have a premiere time as well. Like You usually upload it at 10. I mean, the, the premiere is at 10. We have mass at 7. And so, and then after the recording, I upload it in the in the YouTube and mm. then premiere it at 10. So oh, that okay. it will come out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Father, I have a question later on about the other things that you do aside from doing the masses. But let's focus first on online. So there was a time when you stopped doing online. And I te- text messaged you and then you said because we're going back to church. So there's no need to continue yeah. online. But then there was another round where you had to go on a lockdown again. So how was that process like for you? Shouldn't you have decided to continue those online masses, lockdown or no lockdown as an additional service? Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit confusing for us because uh, we thought that we were in control already of the covid And so, and so we we said, oh, we can't go to mass anymore. And then, uh, even if level two, uh, 100, the the restriction was 100. And so we should be able to do that mm. and manage it in the, in within the right within 100. And then, and then we realized that the cardinal wrote us a letter that uh, he has a blanket rule to, for every churches in his diocese that even if you can manage it to 100. Mm. But still, uh, still, you have to actually abide by what he 
he instructed us mm. to cancel all the masses anyway he, he had he had given us this uh this um oh i forgot the term for the, for that uh um oh i forgot the term but uh he has he has given us the permission uh, other people in use in his diocese not to attend mass on sunday mm. yeah Okay. Yeah. So, Father, now that the situation has probably eased a little bit, um, how is the, what do you call that, attitude of people about going to church now? Are they more open about attending face-to-face now in, in New Zealand, spe- especially in your parish? In Because we are in a rural setting and probably uh, we don't have those... Um, We're a bit confident that not many are traveling far, and so in our mess, you will probably observe that we're doing as as usual the normal mm-hmm. things in mess. Uh, the only not usual in there is that we don't have the holy water font mm-hmm. in the at the entrance of the church, and also we don't have the blood, the body, uh, the blood for communion, just mm-hmm. the body of Christ. Yeah. But the shaking, shaking of hands, yeah, people are still doing it. Mm-hmm. Even if the cardinal said that, oh, you should refrain from, from shaking each other. You should be sitting just within like a meter or two from each other. But now people didn't really care much about it. <laughs> <laughs> Father, what about um, other services like um, the KBL, Casal um, Binyaglibing, funerals, weddings, baptism? And the regular reconciliation or confessions. Uh, what's the situation like for New Zealand at the moment and in your parish? Um, with the one-on-one reconciliation, as long as you you maintain that distance, you are fine. Uh, some churches adopted this uh, communal reconciliation, wherein uh, like the whole congregation will be in the church, but yeah, observe distances and do a one-off thing, so to say. But Uh, in my parish, we didn't do that, but we prefer having that lugging in, lugging out, mm. so to say. Um, what I did is I put a schedule in there for my time for reconciliation. And then when you are, would like to come, you can just put your name in there. Mm-hmm. Like fa- first the first five minutes or ten minutes, you can put your name and then that's your time. Yeah. No one will come in that time. And then once you're finished, and then the other one will come mm-hmm. in, that, in that time. Okay. So, so it was effective in a sense that Yeah, it was just a simple system, Father, but it's effective. You don't need the the QR code or the scanning app or something like that. Yeah, yeah and they don't have to come together. Mm. Yeah. The thing is the, the thing is they have they can they can come at different times. Yeah. That's right. But that's um a regular thing that everybody in the parish knows, right? Yeah, every 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 Wednesday, 7 to 9 p.m. And mm-hmm. then Friday uh, after Mass, which is 1 to 3 p.m. Okay. Father, so let's, go back, let's go back to the other thing that you mentioned a while ago, which is your, I don't know whether you call this an extension activity or an out-of-church activity. You mentioned that you and Father Raymond also had to check up on the parishioners. You, you At one point, you had to go out and buy the groceries for them because they're not yeah. allowed to go out. Um, was that like just a personal uh, decision on both your parts to assist them? Or was that also mandated to be a part of the pastoral thing that you need to do to look after your parishioners? 
yeah it's just it just came out when we realized that they are actually because Leuven is it is also a retirement area for mm. for many and so we realized that pe- there are people living on their own and also they are they are probably also in that age that they are vulnerable to the virus yeah. and so i think they were told to keep themselves in there inside their houses or homes Mm. And so we realized that uh, that can be a cause for uh, loneliness. People will suffer being alone and lonely. Mm-hmm. And so we started bringing them out, and also also we started. Uh, I started to also. Re- I mean, we realized that there were actually some needs in there, like for example, uh, need to pick up their medication, need to pick up their uh, need to do some groceries. And in that time, we realized that the supermarkets are actually very busy as well. So, and they they were up, they, they were wanting to do some online shopping, so to say. Mm. Yeah, and then nahirapan sila doon kasi they, they, every time they called, they can't. No one was attending to that call yes. actually. So, yeah, walang one eight hundred number. And even if there is, maybe the staff members are all busy. Doing their other yeah. chores in in the store, yeah. no one was uh, yeah. tasked to mend the the phones. So, Father, and, um, at that point, na talagang merami kayong ibang ginagawa. Ah, sa paligid ba this pandemic brought your um, parishioners together? Naging united ba ang mga members ng parish? Were there community groups that assisted you to support the other parishioners? Oh, was that like um, just you and Father Raymond doing everything for the church? Actually, uh, like for example, St. Vincent de Paul had really stepped up their game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they not only delivering food and goods to uh, they that preparing parcel and then I drop it off. Uh, they were also starting to realize that they are needing to develop another kind of ministry. Um, so the young members of the St. Vincent de Paul uh they were the ones doing the visiting as well so mm-hmm. we we are now kind of carrying on what we did in the during the lockdown uh we divided the place into like zones so to say mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and so they uh, the people in our parish role uh, especially those that are on their own they're they're the ones prioritized in the among, among the members yeah yeah and also the sick ones here. Yeah. yeah. Father, what uh, let's go back to the mass itself. As a priest that um obviously you have to minister to the faithful and to the you know the spiritual needs of of your parishioners. Did you honestly think that the online masses is as good as the face to face or it would never re- replace the face to face experience? Uh I'm I'm more curious to learn about whether the yeah, parishioners' faith changed or not as a result of the pandemic? Uh, no, I would say that uh, they really appreciate the face-to-face mess, being there in the mess. Uh, why I say that? Because uh, once we started saying mess, I thought that not many will show up, will mm-hmm. turn up in the mess because of the, the changes that we had. Mm-hmm. But, oh my God, God, the church was packed, actually. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it's it's also I think I think they had learned had truly appreciated the, the need to be in the in the situation in the mess, and and also uh, what I observe as well is that um, uh, 
the the social and cultural uh, the social dimension of being in a church is also missed by a, a lot of people mm. like nung nung nag-observe ng misa it was only that time uh, they, they they so they meet each other again they saw each mm. other again and so the community the community spirit was back so to say mm. and and start, started telling stories mm. and so yeah it was it was actually nice the first mess when people were there and they were happy seeing each other they were yeah you can see that 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 spirit so alive in them yeah yeah and i think i think they are actually actually wanting to be in the church rather than in their houses to attend mass. Of course, it's a different experience. Father, I watch also some online masses from the Philippines and I also keep updated in terms of what's happening in that space. You know that recently the Sinulog um, and late last year or early this year, um, the Nazareno, those those uh, important uh, liturgical you know, cultural events in the Philippines had to be mod- modified para ma-practice ang social distancing, para makameno sa incidences of COVID. So that was, I think, for Manila, for the Nazareno alone, that was a huge change in all the years na nagkakagulo sila sa street, etc., etc. Meron bang mga activities? Are there also some activities in your parish, in your church that changed? as a result of this or totally cancelled na silang lahat or did you have to modify some of them to make sure that you can still celebrate? Yeah, uh, last year's Holy Week, it yeah. was totally online. Everything mm-hmm. was online. And yeah, what we did for the palms is uh, deliver or pick it up, so to say. Uh, they can they can drop by and pick their palms and then go like that. And also... Uh, for communion, uh, um, we have uh, like ten communion ministers, uh, but only those who are actually in need of communion that we sort of say uh, give them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we especially, I mean, those communion ministers or those visiting the sick are those that are actually actually fit enough and safe enough to do that. Yeah, so. Yeah, it changed a lot our system, and um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think the biggest change that happened, the biggest the cancellation that happened, was really the Holy Week. That was the biggest cancellation we did. Mm-hmm. And after that, had it, they lowered down the the alert level to one, and we started say, having mass again. And then, we, and and then we were able to say mass until October, I think. Mm. And we we were quite happy that time that uh, of the plans for October, the Rosary month, we were able to do Rosary in the church every day. Yeah. Mm. Okay. At least, yeah. man, kahit papano, so, this changes. The, uh, I think this will stay like this. You know, when the COVID is up, cancel. When the COVID is down, go back to regular programming. It's it's really para ba siyang cut amongst the pigeons, Father, no? Parang nagugulantang tayo every time there are changes like this. But um, in your honest assessment of people's faith, parang na, na read ko sa sinabi nyo kanina, Father, that they appreciate uh, having, um, 
you know, uh, fellowship in the church face to face. So does that mean or is that an indication to you, Father, that people are really strong in their faith and no matter how, what form we practice our faith, nandiyan pa rin ang mga tao sa simbahan. COVID will not take them away from the church, mm-hmm. Father. Yeah, it is true. And I can affirm that as I, when I observe people in Leven, particularly, um, during lockdown, uh, they are, before they complain about it, in the beginning, why do we have to do that? And then I think that fear sinks in when when Auckland started having many cases in Auckland and they started to feel that, yeah, we, did, we do need to do this. And so... So they didn't come to church anymore. They didn't ask for any mass in the church, and we were told by the cardinal to not to not to do the online mass in the church. Do it in the presbytery instead, just mm-hmm. to, to let people know that you are not there in the church yourself. So, mm-hmm. so we did transfer our masses to the to the presbytery, and that's where we have it. And uh, yeah, uh, I think church is a very important element in the in the faith of. Of the people in Lebanon, um, uh, when I when when we started coming back to church, there were actually people in there that uh, they were crying because uh, uh, there were like one or two uh, old parishioners, and they, their habit was they to come to church when they are free and pray mm-hmm. there and stay there, and they lost that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And and for their for their life is that that's part of their routine every day. But they didn't have they were not able to do it. So so yeah. And so um, and with the other parishioners, um, the the youth the youth that's what we're not really connecting well during the lockdown uh, uh, because they were busy doing their stuff online. So. Mm-hmm. The schooling was online, so we didn't have that much connection and activity for them and the children as well. That and but when we started having mass again and we started the children's liturgy and the and the other other activities for the kids and the now the youth, uh, we're beginning to see them going back to church as well. So yes, yeah, so I think I think during the lockdown uh, we missed. I think for the older parishioners, they missed really the church. That's mm-hmm. part of their life. And yeah. the many activities in the that we're part of. Yeah, I think Father, with with your uh, comment about the youth, maybe the youth can also start creating some content of their own in your parish uh, YouTube channel and Facebook page uh, that is more mm-hmm. aligned to an, whatever activities that they can share. Mm-hmm. Para uh, they feel now online or not online, they're still connected and. And you know, um, youth are more creative. Baka marami pa silang mga techie ways, better techie ways of addressing your your issues, Father. Baka pwede pa silang uh, maging allies ninyo or mga uh, participants in in connecting with other youth then in, in the greater living area. Yeah. We had a meeting last week with the parish council and that's and we created a group called Communications and also uh, yeah. and youth committee because uh, uh, we, we didn't really understand so much what would be the implication of this lockdown to the youth yeah and only and only by forming the committee that we started to 
say that uh, probably probably we can do something about it when it happens again. Yeah, yeah. I, I do believe, Father. I, I like you said, you've got a very active community. Lahat sila on board, and uh, with you and Father Raymond, talagang I I can feel na magtathrive talaga. Father, I still have more questions to ask, but I think that I have to go and end this program. Uh, anyway, yeah. we can have a part two if required. Maybe after another yeah. year. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Or after yeah. six months, uh, like an update on what's happening in your parish and the situation about the online masses and and the participation of the community. So, Father, do you have yeah. any last words about uh, or last uh, comments about our topic for today? Yes, um, it it was certainly a big change for most of the parishioners during the lockdown, but I think. Uh, It also created a new insight of, and, and also strengthened their faith of the belief of, in their belief of the sacraments as well, and also their hunger for mass. Uh, but yes, the church needs to be innovative and creative in their approach in how to minister during the lockdown when we're not when, we, when you are limited in our connection, so to say, face to face ministry. Um, yes. Uh, We are still grateful here in New Zealand that, in a way, we're not as ter- as bad as the others, so to say. Yeah. We're we're very grateful for that opportunity that we can live as, so to say, with this new normal, uh, yeah. feeling not uh, that hope we're not as, so to say, how do you call that? Um, that is your new new normal, that, Father. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is your yeah. new new normal the somewhat yeah. semi and somewhat normal normal it just depends on what's happening uh, in the covid situation yeah. Yeah, just one thing um last year we were supposed to celebrate our 100 years as a parish oh. but we didn't do that because uh when uh our the focus was more on the covid and we forgot that we were, we, we turned 100 last year mm. But then this year we realized that uh, we need to do some celebration because this mm-hmm. year is also year of Saint Joseph. Yes. And so probably it was the end of the year. Uh, hopefully, uh, we were able to celebrate as uh, as hundred years of a parish as a parish. Wow, that's exciting, Father. So yeah. uh, share with us some videos as as uh, soon as you have them ready based on your celebration, and we would love. Love to be a part of it, although virtually nga lang, ano. <laughs> we cannot yeah, physically yeah. visit you there in Levine, but at least we can partake yeah. in, in your celebrations by viewing you online. Uh, Father, yes, thank sir. you very much again for being with me. Um, I think that wraps up our topic for today and I really appreciate the time, Father, that you've given me. So for those people who are watching us or listening to us and you want to more information from Father Dennis or you want to ask me more questions so that we can interview Father Dennis again or if you have any other topics that you want to discuss in the show please reach out to me the email and other contact details are available uh, Samutsari Conversations with Mimi um, is on Facebook now and obviously it's on YouTube as well as my other vlogs and other content there uh, don't forget to support all the Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate podcast both in the philippines and in australia and uh i hope to see you in in our next episode father thank you very much again for your time and um good luck and all the and best for everybody in levine thank you very much too for this wonderful opportunity thank you father bye bye
If you find value in this episode, make sure you like and subscribe to be notified of new releases. If you have any questions or suggestions, please reach out to Gorilla Podcast or send us an email at mimi at dinosocial.com. Spread a word and don't forget to tune in next time. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com.